We are doing our recording. Welcome to the Christ Community Worship Service. Our in-person church services begin every Sunday morning at 11.15 a.m. We are located at 1281 Sheridan Street in the city of Baldwin, Michigan. Now, turn with me, please, to Exodus chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. While you're finding our scripture text this morning, let me say this. Have you ever walked through a situation in life that left you wondering why God would allow you to experience inconvenience, hurt, pain, and then the discouragement that results afterwards? There is no doubt that some challenges in life are the result of our poor choices, But for every believer, the reality is that we will walk through hardship and we will experience pain. Every individual that God uses mightily throughout the Bible went through some seasons of hardships. Moses had to flee his family because the Egyptians wanted to kill him. Nothing can compare to the disappointing news, especially when we feel the Lord has spoken to our heart to do or go exactly where he told us to go only for it to end in heart-wrenching grief. When things don't go like we planned, we begin to question ourselves, Lord, Was that you that sent me here only for it to end in grief? Well, beloved, regardless of what you're walking through today or what challenges are ahead of you, the Lord wants us to know that when you're walking through difficult days, that even though our life circumstances have changed, His promises have not changed. When we run from God during these seasons of challenges, all we're left with if we run from God is the limited ability to cope with whatever you're going through. On the other hand, God invites us to draw near to him. God invites us to worship him from that place wherever we are, emotionally, physically, or experiences that we are going through and experience his peace, his healing, and his closeness. Now let's turn to our biblical text, Exodus chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. Say therefore to the sons of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the labors of the Egyptians, and I will rescue you from their bondage. I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Then I will take you as my people, 
And I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Who brought you out from under the labors of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land which I swore to give your father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Verse 9. So Moses said this to the sons of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses on account of their despondency and cruel judgment. Father, we're praying to them today for those that are under the weight of a unbelievable bondage, the bondage of grief, the bondage of a relationship that they cannot remove themselves from, the bondage of sickness, the bondage of financial problems, the bondage, oh God, of emotional distress and discouragement. God, we're praying that we would see you through whatever we're going through. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would anoint every word that's been prepared. It's not about us. <laughs> oh God, let us be a vessel that you just run through. <laughs> oh God, and that your people, we can hear what thus saith the Lord. Someone needs the reminder that in the shifts of our changing lives, your promises are rock solid. Your promises are a foundation that does not waver. Your promises are sure and steadfast. Even now, minister. Even now, bring deliverance. We are thanking you in advance. We pray for every name that was called on our sick list. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 9a. But they did not listen to Moses on account of their despondency and cruel bondage. I would like to use for a subject this morning that old Negro spiritual, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. And the song goes on to say, but Jesus I have witnessed, beloved, countless times that after sitting in a powerful worship service, hearing powerful preaching, pursuing daily prayer time with God, and even, even our lives being transformed, that we continue to go around in circles. In other words, we come back to that old position of bondage and brokenness year after year and often decade after decade. We seem to break free for seasons and then the cycle, those cycles 
repeat themselves and we find ourselves seeing the same scenery we were trying to get away from. The same history, it may be a generation behind us, that we were trying to get away from the same shortcomings and issues. They circle back around again. My greatest desire is for us to break free from the cycle of circling around. Even though the context that we are preaching from today, the Israelites are not yet in the wilderness going in circles, but we know, we know because we've read the end of the book that that's what's in their future. They become a people that circle around until they die in the wilderness. So we are going to study the account of the first circlers so that we can learn how to break free. How many of you know that obtaining is easier than maintaining? If you don't know that, then you you haven't owned a car. (laughs) If you don't know that, then you don't own a house. Uh, if you, you don't know that, if you've never dated any, anyone for more than two months, uh, you don't know that if you haven't been married for more than two months. Obtaining freedom is the easy part. Maintaining the freedom is a lot more difficult. And the simple truth is that if you can't maintain, then you will be going around in circles. In our text this morning, the cause for the circling, the cause for the trouble was discouragement. A deep discouragement. So deep was their discouragement that the the children of Israel were even discouraged with God. That is the background to Moses's bitter complaint to the Lord when he is accusing the Lord mm, of mistreating his people. In sum, S-U-M, in the sum of things, Moses charges God in Exodus chapter 5 and 23. It says, you have done nothing at all to deliver your people. Really? How many know that sometimes in the midst of discouragement, it's hard to see the current blessings that God is doing. And this is the same Moses that spoke to God in a burning bush and God gave direct orders with the voice of God and said, go tell Moses to let my people go. In fact, notice all the times and ways that God identifies himself as their covenant God in the sixth chapter of Exodus. Look at verse five. I have remembered my covenant. Mm. This is God talking. Verse six. I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Verse six. I will deliver you from their bondage. 
Verse 6, I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. <laughs> Verse 7, then I will take you for my people. Verse 7, I will be your God. Verse 7, you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Verse 8, I will bring you to the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you for a possession. Verse 8, I am the Lord. Look at these 10 distinct Words from the Lord where God identifies himself to Moses in unique ways and affirms his promises to the nation of Israel. And all those declarations were summed up in the concise statement, I am the Lord. God told Moses, tell this to the sons of Israel. Moses did tell the people in verse 9. Now you would think after hearing all those prophetic and covenant proclamations that such a message, such a sermon would bring great encouragement and hope to the people. You would think that there would have been shouting, that there would have been gratitude. The words that Moses spoke was God is the Lord and he is your Lord and he is going to save us. But Israel is so crushed and so oppressed by Pharaoh that they don't believe that God is really going to deliver them. They could not hear the word of the Lord from Moses on account of their deep despondency, on account of the cruel bondage, despondency. The word is more literally in the original language, a short spirit or an impatient spirit. It came from a word that reflected Inability, powerlessness, decline, listlessness. Uh, When short was used in combination with another word like spirit as it is here, it means distress, anxiety of spirit, impatience, anger, or despondency. Beloved, whatever has you in bondage today, God is the deliverer of hurting people. I know I'm right. Psalms 18 and 2 says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation 
my stronghold. Mm. Deliverance is the major theme of the entire book of Exodus. Not only is Exodus our book of deliverance, but we know the fulfillment of the book of Exodus is in the incarnation and resurrection of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, because of the resurrection is our deliverer. Colossians 1 and 13 says, He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Have you ever been at a place in your life where you hurt so much you don't think that you can ever be, be delivered? And you wonder how is God going to get you out of this? You may even feel like your hope and trust in God has been betrayed when things don't go the way you expected them to go. And you were unable to reconcile these seeming contradictions. In other words, we place certain expectations upon God. And when God does not meet my expectations, we feel as though God has failed. We see God through the lens of our impatience. We think that if God has promised to act, he needs to act right now. <laughs> As if God, the God that created the whole universe is on my timetable. Beloved, when we find ourselves most disappointed with life, it's not because something in life has failed us. Rather, our expectations of what life ought to be has failed us. Oh my God. The Israelites' trust and hope in God has been crushed by Pharaoh. Uh, and the Bible says in 6 and 1, But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, he will, I will send them out. Beloved, you can't see the big picture when we struggle to connect God's truth with life. We must embrace the limitations of our own understanding. Let me say that again. Mm. When um, we struggle to connect God's truth with life, we must embrace the limitations of our own understanding. Uh, just in case we don't understand, our ability has limitations. Uh, we don't know what God is doing. Uh, number one, that gives us cause to worship. When you don't understand, rather than getting discouraged, being discouraged is a crushed spirit Come out from under that crushed spirit with worship rather than doubting, rather than being filled with anxiety, rather than allowing the enemy to crush your spirit when you don't understand.
understand. Lift your eyes toward heaven to the glory of God. Tell God, I don't understand, but hallelujah anyhow. I don't know. I don't understand. It's dark. I don't know my next step, but God, I know you. And God, I trust you. And God, you are good. Mm. God's promises remain the same. The question is, will you allow the fulfillment of God's promises while you are waiting to develop you? Or will you allow the events that God allowed in your life to discourage you? Will we resist the tendency to push God to the side and go against the plan of God. God wants us. You are where you are right now because God wants us to learn to follow him. God wants us to trust him enough to put one foot in front of the other. God wants us to trust him enough to take the next step. That is called faith. And God always leaves you enough room to take the next step. Ah, he makes us wait. Mm. The uncomfortable, sometimes painful state of waiting on God is sometimes the most powerful tool of God's deliverance. Our natural response is to get angry. Our natural response is to get impatient. But thank God we serve a God whose faithfulness is new every day. And we have to make the decision, are you going to exalt your emotions over God? Are you going to exalt how you feel over God and take matters into your own hands and make the events what you're going through an idol. In other words, magnify what you're going through while you're waiting on God. He does not want us to magnify the events and what we're going through. God wants us to magnify him over beloved magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together God is inviting us to trust him because he's good and he's good right now speak to your problems about God don't allow your problems to be magnified tell your problems about God you've been called to preach you need to preach and tell your problems about the promises of God. Tell your problems you will not always be a problem because I have a future and I have a hope. Yeah, but I can hear the Israelite children trying to interrupt me. They interrupted me like my sisters kept interrupting me all week long and now the Israelite children are interrupting me and telling me, but you don't know what we're going through. It was bad enough as things were, but then Pharaoh got mad and made the situation worse. How many of you are going through something and rather than things 
getting better. Uh, things got worse. Uh, Pharaoh told the children of Israel, make the bricks, uh, but I'm not going to give you any straw. Uh, the Israelite children felt like this is genocide. Uh, we cannot get through these harsh matters. Uh, we cannot make this quota. Uh, stop seeing what you cannot do, beloved, uh, and tell your situation. Uh, prophesy to your situation uh, that I can. Uh, I can do all things, uh, not in my own strength, uh, but through Christ Jesus. Uh, and God is my deliverer. Uh, there is nothing in this world uh, that God cannot get me out of. Uh, there is nothing too hard for my God. Hallelujah. My present uh, reality. Uh, God is even greater. Uh, how do I know? Because faith uh, is the substance <laughs> of what I'm hoping for. Faith uh, is the substance of what I cannot see. I may not see the answer right now. <laughs> I may not see the deliverance right now. But literally, my faith uh, will apprehend God's goodness. Uh, my faith uh, will bring eternity into now. Uh, my faith and that hope uh, will bring in the reality uh, of God's promises. Uh, what has God promised you? Uh, he has promised to bring you out. Uh, what has God promised you? Uh, he has promised you uh, eternal life. Uh, what has God promised you? Uh, he has promised uh, that he is uh, your deliverer. Uh, he has promised uh, that even what you're going through, uh, he will bring you out of the despair of loneliness. He will bring you out of the despair of grief and God's presence. I know you've lost. I know you're grieving, but God's presence will be your joy. Will you give him the sacrifice of prayer? Will you give him the sacrifice of praise? Will you believe God is in control and nothing that is happening in your life right now is an accident? Behold, I hear God saying, will you listen, brokenhearted and oppressed, that going through exhaustion. Uh, will you listen uh, to my promises? Uh, I am bigger than whatever Pharaoh uh, that you're going through right now. Uh, and whatever you're going through, uh, your faith will not be diminished uh, by the promises of God. God. We will not look at negativity. We will not be overcome by impatience while we're waiting. We will not be discouraged because
because we're in bondage right now, because there is no force that God cannot deliver us from, and God is saying right now, I will redeem you. Right now, I will begin your deliverance. That's what he told the children of Israel. You've lost hope, and I'm beginning a deliverance right now. Remember me, Exodus chapter 3. My name is I am who I am. I am not the God of the past. I am the God of right now. Whatever you're going through right now, be certain that I am what I am. And I hear Christ saying, resurrection power is now because I have overcome death. There is no problem. There is no force that can overcome anything that can come at you because resurrection Power is now, and there is no impossibility. Hallelujah. He is putting your crushed spirit back together right now. He is telling you, I am here. I am with you. I am the answer. We've got to let go. Of what we've lost because it was God's will. We must let go of our defiant voice with God. We cannot tell God we don't trust him. Rather in your crushed spirit, in your broken heartedness, in your struggle, Tell God, uh, I am wrapping around your very promises. <laughs> we must tell God uh, that he is enough. Uh, we've made idols today. How do I know? Because I'm overwhelmed by my grief. Personally, mm, I am so grieved because I am leaving my job and I am grieved uh, to being overwhelmed and I'm preaching to myself today. I must have made the job an idol because all I want to do is weep. <laughs> and God doesn't want us to make anything in this realm an idol. If it's that hard to let go of, then I'm the problem. Hallelujah. Our compassionate God. Yeah, my heart is broken. Yes, I'm grieving. But God is saying that he must be our strength. He must be our rock. He must be our fortress. And he must be our deliverer. And he must be our salvation. God allows us to hold things Sometimes for a season, uh, and then for whatever reason, mm, we have to let go, uh, but we must get to a place in God and where we tell God it does not matter how hard the task, <laughs> it does not matter 
how long the task that we are secure in him and that God is greater than any Pharaoh in our life and that we can rest in him because we know with resurrection power that he is working right now. And if a door closes, uh, it's in God's will. Uh, Stop trying to get that locked door open. Uh, When God closed the door, uh, yes, sometimes we go back and it's God's will uh, and the door opens. But most times when doors closes, uh, God has another door that he wants us to walk through. And what you learned in that season you're coming out of, God is going to use you even greater, uh, even greater in your next season. Um, It was for your purpose. Uh, Someone is saying, enlarge my territory, enlarge my territory, and we need to pray the prayer in Psalms 4, Lord, enlarge me with your glory, not with myself, not with my plans, not using the gifts that you've given me, but enlarge me for your glory that we can do even greater works that you have called us to do. He says, I am that I am. And anything that you need, you will be the victory. Jesus is saying, because of Calvary and the resurrection, I'm greater than anything you would experience in this realm. Hallelujah, not death. Hallelujah, not life, not powers, not height. Nothing shall be able to separate you from the Lord our God. Amen. We're going to do communion in just a minute. But if you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you find that your spirit is crushed. I ask you to admit that you are a sinner. You can't do this by yourself. You cannot get through this life without the power. And there is no other God but Jesus Christ, resurrected Lord. Receive him right now as your Lord and pray this prayer with me. Admit that you are a sinner and that you have done many things that don't please him, that you have lived your life for yourself only. Tell him you are sorry and you repent. Ask him to forgive you. Let him know that Jesus Christ know that you believed he died on the cross to save you. He did for you what you could not do for yourself. Come to him now and ask him to take control of your life from this day forward. Promise that you will live your life in a way that will please him. If you prayed that simple prayer, please contact me at 231 349 1046 so that we can pray with you the first steps of salvation. God bless you.